I'm Tommy Salmons. This is Year Zero. We're on episode 81. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different episode than normal. Um, when I say normal, I mean the normal of the last few months since um, I've been doing my solo episodes, which I plan on getting back into some interviews. So that is one thing I would like. If you have people that you would like me to interview that you want to hear me speak with about any number of topics, give me, um, shoot me an email at Tommy Salmons at gmail.com. That's Tommy Salmons, all one word. And Salmons is S-A-L-M-O-N-S at gmail.com. And uh, I will be happy to do appropriate research on the subject at hand and contact them. If you have interviews that they have done or articles they've written or interesting material that they are involved in, just get in touch with me. Uh, send that along with the email. I'll be looking forward to hearing any any and all suggestions. Uh, excuse me. I woke up this morning with a cold. I don't know what is happening. Um, I had originally planned on recording this episode on John F. Kennedy, but um, given that there's so much going on in modern day, I figured if you want to read up on the history and the Kennedy assassination, there are plenty of people out there doing that right now at this point in time. And it's a hot topic. It might hurt my ratings, but who gives a fuck? Because I don't pay attention. I don't even know what my, I don't even know how many of y'all are listening. Honestly, I have no clue. So that's just, I do this because I love it. I really enjoy it. I like putting things out there. I like having the interesting conversations and the interviews with interesting people. I think that's a lot of fun. And um, for those of y'all that do give me feedback, I really do appreciate it. Uh, we have some interesting conversations. And uh, I know we don't always agree on everything, but that's part of the fun. I like the disagreement. I like the back and forth. Even if we don't change each other's minds, we're only making each other sharper. So, iron sharpens iron. Isn't that the old saying? Um, other than that, <clears throat> I don't have a whole lot of other news to talk about as far as the show goes, as far as advancing the show. I would like to ask that you go to visit bossbrosdiamonds.com if you are in one of those states that has legalized the marijuana which may soon happen federally we will get to that shortly 
then go to bossbros.com for all of your dabbing lifestyle essentials. That's bossbros.com. That is my brother's company, and they are promoting dabbing as a lifestyle. They have all kinds of cool shirts, hoodies, beanies. I think they even have some picks and pipes and things of that nature. Just go to bossbros.com or look them up on Instagram at bossbrosdiamonds. That's what it is, bossbrosdiamonds.com. I'm sorry. Or look them up on Instagram at bossbrosdiamonds. So check them out. Give them some love. It's a uh, that's a starter company. They're trying to get their their feet under them, and uh, and get ahead of the curb on the dabbing industry. That seems to be exploding. I didn't even know what dabbing was uh, before like two months ago, and suddenly I see shit tons of people talking about dabbing. So get your dabbing lifestyle essentials at bossbrosdiamonds.com or go to their Instagram page bossbrosdiamonds so next order of business would be I think to get right down into the topics man get right down into the show oh before we do that I want to uh, remind y'all I haven't I haven't made a habit out of doing this but I'd like to remind y'all make sure you um Make sure you're checking antiwar.com often and regularly. They uh, do a lot of great work. They have a lot of great articles. Um, If you enjoy the work there at antiwar.com, as we all do, because they do such great work, make sure that um, when you see that they're doing a donate, they're taking up donations to um, meet their bills and and pay their staff. Make sure that. You know, throw them a couple of bucks, man, because they do a lot of that work. A lot of those guys get paid a very, very little amount of money to do all that work. And they are releasing <coughs> exceptional articles daily. Some of them are original. Some of them they're posting from other uh, outlets. Also, go check out the Lib- libertarianinstitute.com. There's some uh, – Scott has, has published some books up there. Through the Libertarian Institute, I think right now we got Sheldon Richmond's um, Coming to Palestine. There's Scott Horton's Fool's Errand, Time to End the War in Afghanistan. They, there is a William Grigg, No Quarter, The Ramblings of William Norman Grigg. And then there is also the great Ron Paul, which is the Ron Paul interviews between Scott Horton and Ron Paul from 2003... No, I don't think it was 2003 when they started the interviews. Might be. I know that there's a ton of interviews. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to reading all those books myself. Those are on my list, and uh, I believe they're on their way to my possession as we speak. So those are all. Uh, I think that's all the house cleaning I wanted to get out of the way. I just want to make sure that we're we're we are paying homage to the the people out there doing all the hard journalism, all the hard work and doing it for next to nothing. Um that you know, antiwar.com, um the libertarian institute.org, 
scotthorton.org where Scott posts all his interviews. Um, go to, you know, the Future of Freedom Foundation, Jacob Hornberger, Monday through Friday, five days a week. He's hammering a major topic. And and he does it so genuinely and in 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 and so and from such a place of principle. Uh it, it's it's like Scott's not bullshitting when he tells you Jacob Hornberger is very much like Ron Paul and that he comes from this place of principle. So now that that's all out of the way, Thomas Jefferson had said long, long ago, because that's when he was alive long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. That government's natural tendency is to grow and liberty's natural tendency is to shrink. And what he meant by this was that it is up to each and every individual to be attentive to the actions of government and to its pattern of growth and how this growth is infringing upon liberties. And once you, if you are not aware, (coughs) excuse me, if you are not aware, if you are not paying attention, the government will grow at such a pace that by the time you realize that your liberties are being snatched away from you, it will be too late. I'm sorry, Pinky is sitting here being whiny because I'm talking and I'm not paying him attention. How dare I do something other than pet the pinky? Um, So I wanted to look at a few stories. I want to talk about a few things. And these are stories that are out in the news. Here this week, mainly. So Monday, I read a story from the Free Thought Project that the House Judiciary Committee was going to take a vote on legalizing marijuana. Yesterday, that vote occurred, and the House Judiciary Committee passed the legislation to legalize marijuana. Uh, There are positives and negatives in this legislation, but for the most part, it's, it's a positive. So, what the legislation calls for is not only the legalizing of marijuana, it also calls for expungement of every federal prisoner or former prisoner that was ever charged with simple possession charges of marijuana. So we're going to get now there's still a process involved here. It still has got to hit the 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 full floor of the house and it has to hit the Senate. They both have to agree on the bill. Then it has to get to Trump and he's got to sign it. But the the general concept is that this bill, as it is drafted, without any further amendments, states that if you 
were charged, any charge, any marijuana charge, past, present, and there will be no future if this bill passes, will be expunged from your record. Now, this, this will inevitably make lives easier on hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that have been charged with these crimes. Um, one of those people you all may have heard of, Lily Forrester. This will make her life much more pleasant and give her footing to stand on. Um, at least expunging those charges from her record. I don't know if they will continue to pursue the possibility of, of her fleeing. You know, um, I don't know if they're going to, to call that, you know, know, resisting of some sort, (laughs) resisting arrest or resisting kidnapping, running away from a kidnapper. I don't know. So I don't know about all those legal troubles, but I do know that, that this will, this, if, if it passes and, and we're still in the beginning stages of this, it was a huge victory for freedom with the judiciary committee passing the legislation as is. But at the same time, like I said, there's still a road to hoe. There's still somewhere we, there's still forward progress to be made. It isn't a done deal as of yet. So, so keep your eyes open, your ears peeled. If you, if we need to start calling congressmen and, and senators, um, as much as I hate to beg, the slave masters, as Larkin Rose might put it, I would, uh, I would much rather make those phone calls and, and get the word out there that it's due time, that we end the war on drugs. And even though this isn't a perfect step, it's, it's a step in the right direction. Now, the downside of the legislation is that the legislation calls for, and I'm sure this was, if you ask me, just looking at it, this is kind of a, a way for the federal government to say, well, we're going to lose a shitload of money from fines and court fees and, and you know, probations and, and all this shit. So we're going to have to find a way to, to make up, to subsidize that lost income. So they are leveling a 5% tax on all marijuana sales within the United States. But if I have the choice of a 5% tax on all marijuana sales in the United States or locking up nonviolent people separating families, ruining lives. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll kind of compromise with the 5% tax for right now. And we can fight that, that 5% federal sales tax later on down the road. You know what I'm saying? I think it's much more important to, to get these people out of prison, to expunge these charges and convictions 
from their record and to quit making criminals out of nonviolent people. So I think that's much more important. And, and if we have to, you know, like I said, compromise on a 5% tax, it's going to be, you know, you gotta, you gotta at least weigh the, the gains here. Uh, the 5% tax absolutely is not perfect, but it is not, um, going to ruin lives and in families. So that's, to me, at least a step in the right direction. Even if it's not a perfect answer, it is a step in the right direction. Now, on the same note, I heard something amazing the other day. That Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez came out demanding the decriminalization of all drugs. Somebody tickled her libertarian bone. She doesn't want to legalize and tax. She wants to decriminalize. That's right up my alley. That's what they should do with marijuana. Just decriminalize it. Don't tax it. Don't don't monitor it. Decriminalize it. Leave it the fuck alone. Treat it like you would treat as, what's his name? Larry Sharp says, treat it like you treat tomatoes. Have the same laws on marijuana that you have on tomatoes. But, yes, now I have heard a lot of progressives come out. Oh, my God, decriminalization isn't the answer. You have to be able to monitor and tax and yada, 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 yada. No AOC. You finally said something right. Stick to your guns. Don't let those statists fucking twist your arm. Stick to your guns. You said something right. You were right for once. Take your victory lap and stick to your guns. Because we want decriminalization. We don't need more taxes. Because who are you going to be taxing, AOC? You're going to be taxing the poor people that you insist on helping. You can't level more, more taxes on poor people. No. You can't do that. How about all those millionaires in Congress pay for it? How about we redistribute the wealth from the millionaires that, that got rich off of the public dole and the public trough, and we can redistribute their money to pay for the taxes of the poor people that are using heroin? How about we do that? That works for me. I don't have a problem with that. Let's redistribute tax money back to the people that it was stolen from in the first place. Right? Why not? I'm all good for that. All that money you've been taking out of these people's paychecks, just quit taking it out of their paychecks and make the rich people in Congress pay their fair share. That's what you should do. That's the way to go forward on that. You want to redistribute wealth? That's where you start. You start with the welfare whores. Any welfare whore that wants wealth redistributed can lose their welfare check. That's my legislation. That's what I propose we do.
And in other news, like I said, this is going to be a little bit different. I just wanted to hit a few different topics. So yesterday, or what's that? Oh, no, that was today. I'm sorry. Today, while everybody is concerned about impeachment, Congress did a little sneaky thing that they like to do behind the backs of Americans when Americans aren't paying attention. This is from ACL.org. Congress just temporarily extended the government's spying powers. The NSA has repeatedly used these powers to spy on Americans. It's past time Congress reform them. It's past time Congress end them, ACLU. Get past this reform bullshit. Let's just make reform is just another way of saying let's make really bad things a little bit less bad. All right. So the article starts Congress today temporarily extended the NSA spying powers that time and again have been used to violate our rights. And the way they did this, sneaky little fucks, not only did they use impeachment as cover so that no news outlets had to cover it, they put it into a funding package. So you either get spied on for three more months of your life or the government shuts down. Shut the government down. Just do it. Shut it down. Jesus fucking Christ. So obviously they had to vote for it because it never looks good when the government shuts down. Not like the government's all that fucking popular as it is. I don't think anybody's going to shed a tear if the government shuts down. Oh, but those poor little people that lose their paycheck. No, they don't. As soon as the fucking doors open back up on Capitol Hill, you dole out that that money that you were withholding from those people. And they get, instead of getting it separated over every two weeks, they just get it all in one lump sum a couple of months later. You're not withholding anything. It's just a vacation. And you know what? I gladly pay taxes for all you motherfuckers to take vacation. Permanently. I tell you what. We will triple your fucking salaries if you all stop going to work. How about that? That's my deal. That's what I say. That's I'm going to run for president. That's going to be my whole thing. My whole platform is going to be, we are going to triple the salaries of every government employee from now until the end of time, and they are ordered to never, ever show up to work ever again. How's that? That would cause, that, that would that would save so much money, I think it would work. So, yeah, so they, they're they expanding, they're looking at moving in and expanding spying powers, and it's not going to stop anytime soon, especially when people aren't paying attention because the natural tendency of government is to grow, and the natural tendency of liberty is to shrink. And if you're not paying attention, this is what these sneaky little fucks do. 
So I think we should decriminalize privacy, too. Maybe I should put a call in to AOC. We can decriminalize privacy from now on. That might that might work well. All right. The next order of business is Julian Assange. All right. I want to talk about Julian Assange for the next few minutes in, uh, in the program on that. I don't know. Epstein didn't kill himself. Maybe I should talk about that, too, because there is there are some interesting revelations going on there with uh, some indictments and court cases and yada, yada, yada. But, um, okay, so Sweden officially dropped the rape charges against Julian Assange again. Yeah, that's right. If you didn't know, they had been dropped once before and reinstituted shortly before the United States sent Britain into the Ecuadorian embassy to arrest Assange. Um, I had originally thought, and a lot of people had originally thought that this was all a ploy and like the reinstitution of the rape charges were going to be used to um, extradite Assange from to Sweden because the extradition law from Sweden to the United States is much more relaxed than the extradition law between the UK and the United States. And I guess since things look so bad for Assange um, at this point, we're not even certain how, if he's going to live to see extradition um, due to the conditions that he's being kept in. He, uh, we're, we don't even know. Um, it's pretty certain that that the UK is not going to cut him a break, and it's it's it's. I mean, I, I mean, it's pretty easy to see. Okay, so you're talking. I think it was April 11th of this year. Assange was hauled out of the Ecuadorian embassy by British thugs, thrown into a paddy wagon taken to a maximum security prison to set out a 52-day sentence on jumping bail. And wait for it. They knew where he was. Because he didn't jump bail. He claimed refugee status as a political refugee in the Ecuadorian embassy. And sat there for years. Never left. Everyone knew where he was. He didn't jump anything, okay, number one. But he was he was convicted of jumping bail. He served a 52-day sentence. Now, from April 11th, if my math serves me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even make it a 60-day sentence, right? So by mid-June, he had served out his sentence. To this day, he is in solitary confinement in a maximum security prison in Britain, Unconvicted of any charges. He gets 45 minutes of sunlight every day. He rarely gets to see his attorneys. He does not have any ability to work on his court case. He did 
receive a visit from his father. Uh, I think it was a month ago. His father said that he, when he saw the condition of Assange, of his son, that he finally came to terms with the fact or the idea that Assange was going to die in prison. For being a journalist, ultimately. I know most of y'all are pretty familiar with this, but it's it's really scary that the United States can reach out into any country and arrest somebody, have someone extradited to the United States for a crime against the United States when the person has never stepped foot inside the United States. If he were a cyber terrorist, which is kind of what they're trying to make him out to be, but none of the evidence points in that direction. There's no evidence that he ever hacked into anything uh, United States related. And all the evidence shows that all he did was publish leaked documents from Chelsea Manning. And so this is a really dangerous precedent that the deep state is is setting here. And they're the ones in charge of this, obviously. It's the intelligence community. It's NSC, you know, the DIA, Naval Intelligence, the Pentagon. That's that's who's going after him. And uh they don't have much of a case, but they don't need much of a case. As, as John Kiriakou will tell you, they'll just wear you down. They'll just grind you down. They don't, they're going to put him in the, I think it was the, I think he, John had said it was the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals or Ninth Circuit Court or whatever. Um, they're in Virginia where the entire jury is made up of intelligence, um, either figures or their spouses or their children. Um, it's like, he, he doesn't stand a chance. Um, they're, they're out to get him. And if he doesn't die in prison in Britain, he will be extradited to the United States and he will die in prison in the United States or in Guantanamo Bay or wherever. That's, that's what they want. That's, and they're proving a point. They're proving it doesn't matter. We're all powerful. Don't you stand up and speak out against us. We are all powerful. We will grind you down. We will turn you to dust. And, you know, it's part of the reason I do the show I do is because of people like Julian Assange and John Kiriakou. And these guys are the real deal. These guys have faced the just eyeballed the federal government, just just stared them down. And said, 
bring it. Like, whatever. You, you can do whatever you want, but you'll never take my freedom, you know. So, but, you know, that's, that's the way it is. Because freedom's a mindset. You know, you got to realize that. You got to be free. You got to enjoy. You got to have this liberty within yourself, within yourself before you can express it to other people. You have to have the ability to think outside the box and, and not be constrained by the norms and the narratives and, and what's in what's in the expectations around you and how you're expected to think or talk or, or act. And, and that's how it starts. It doesn't start by learning principles and philosophy that, is a natural progression for some people because that's what they enjoy. I, I happen to enjoy philosophy and history. Um, some people enjoy the economics, um, which really, if you break it down is more of a social science. Um, some people, you know, just have this rebellious or defiant side to them. And they're just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm an anarchist. I don't need these fucking people. And I would say that would be like, you know, that that's not a bad thing either. We need those people, you know. And and so it's people like Chelsea Manning that is once again in custody and will be in custody until this whole grand jury mess around Julian Assange is – completely diminished but she just refuses she's like fuck you my testimony is on the books it's out there and I'm not going to testify again I don't have to talk to you I am not going to talk to you you have my testimony and they want her to give something on Assange they want her to change or twist her story just enough to for them to have Assange dead to rights and she won't do it. And you know what? I salute her. Even though I think there were better ways to go about it than she did. I think she did what she did on principle and you know, I respect her for it. Um, so that's kind of, Oh, well, another thing that's going on with the Assange case. And I, I didn't mention this a while ago and I guess I should, is the original judge that was that he was seeing that he was going in front of um, the one that was so in love with the American representatives that were feeding the uh, British prosecutors or whatever you would call them in this kind of case um, information has been dismissed from the case. So that's another positive. Maybe, just maybe, there will be uh, a more neutral um, judge appointed to oversee the extradition case. And, um, you know, because this judge, even with him having such limited resources, such limited time, being locked up in solitary confinement, not convicted of anything, she would not extend his, 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 his date. She would not give him any more time, not even a day. 
not a month, not a week, nothing. She's like, no, you have till February. And that's it. And so he's got, you know what, an hour a day or whatever, or hour or whatever he has to, to prep his defense. And, uh, I mean, he can't even think straight. He can barely even say his own name, um, being completely locked away from the world. They, that just, uh, I, I can't even remember what it's called right now. Sensory deprivation really, really fucks with you. Uh, people were saying that he looked like he was all drugged up, like they had been injecting with something. There's no evidence of that, but sensory deprivation, that's a, that's a really severe form of torture. And, um, there's a reason that there are laws that, that state, you know, 14 days, about as long as a person could, could manage. Um, but I guess because they're letting him out of the cage for 45 minutes a day or whatever it is that they're kind of getting away with just keeping him locked up. I mean, fuck, it's not like it kept them from having Chelsea Manning locked in solitary confinement for what he seven years or whatever it was that they had her originally locked up in solitary confinement, just torturing the fuck out of her saying it was for her own good, have her on suicide watch, but you know, that's whatever. Yeah. Cause that works really well. It worked really well with Jeffrey Epstein, didn't it? He didn't kill himself. Um, yeah. Okay. So the, the, the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, a couple of, uh, the, the two guards, that were on duty are being charged with falsifying the their logs for the evening uh, of his death. Um, and there's also been 20, I think it was it's something like 20 or 22 people working for this particular prison that have been called in before. Um, I don't know if it was a grand jury, but they've been called in to testify and to give their statements on um, the conditions and um, how Jeffrey Epstein was handled and this, that, and the other. Other than that, there's not a whole lot of news other than these two guards that are being charged with with tampering with, with these logs um, have pled not guilty. They turned down um, a plea deal. <clears throat> and said, no, we're not guilty. We didn't do this. This isn't what happened. So as, as that moves forward and as that trial kind of comes together, I'm sure we will see some more information, hopefully. But um, I just, I just, you know, like I said, I, this was a different type of episode. I just wanted to put, put some things out there some things that i've been looking at and i thought were were fairly interesting and kind of give my uh eh, my little spin on it you know because i'm so important everybody should be hearing from me at least once a week and y'all got me twice this week because y'all are the bomb all right so remember go to future freedom foundation read hornberger's articles there's other great um, writers there. Jim Bovard wrote, writes there. You'll also run into Jim Bovard uh, sometimes and I think I saw him the other day writing for USA Today. I know um, they'll publish them at antiwar.com sometimes. Hey, throw them a couple of 
throw them a couple of dollars every once in a while, you know, give them $2 a month or something like that. They're doing a lot of work, man. They're working really hard. So help out antiwar.com. Um, hit us up at the libertarianinstitute.org. Any guest requests? Tommy Salmons at gmail.com. I'm Tommy Salmons. Late.